Jay and Silent Bob Reboot is ready to beam directly onto your TV, desktop, or mobile through the streaming service of your choice. iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Prime, Vudu, and more. Or if you're all about adding a hard copy to your collection, grab it on Blu-ray or DVD. Better yet, snag a signed copy by Kev from jayandsilentbob.com. Rent or own Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Available now. It's time to babble the fuck on. It's Hollywood Babylon. With your hosts, Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. It is Sunday night in in the Hollywood Hills, man. Literally. So let's babble the fuck on. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Yes, we're sitting in the wrong chairs, man. But guess what? We're not even supposed to be outside. We're not even supposed to be here today. In a normal world, we'd be sitting in a club somewhere shoulder to shoulder with each other looking at all the bodies rubbing up on one another and going like boy i hope there's never a pandemic yeah cut to today and here we are dun 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 and yet here we are still bringing you hollywood babylon why because we're, we're scared of not being relevant <laughs> during this corona quarantine i know that i am shit yes. i read a hashtag on twitter this morning and said like something like now nah, fuck you hollywood or now hollywood Hollywood just learned or something like that. Uh Uh-oh. And it was a series of, like, Hollywood hate and shit. One of them was, like, um, they just realize how fucking useless they are. And I'm like, that that person's right. Useless. Utterly useless. So we're trying to make ourselves useful by doing this. Obviously, we've got the distance. Uh, Obviously, we've got the gloves. We're in the Hollywood Hills. We're on my, uh, my deck right here. That's... Runyon Canyon behind us. The Aww. sun's going down. Can't walk Runyon Canyon no I more. I felt for you. When like, that happened, I, I put a little shout out to you. It, that it, everyone thought I was telling them that you were sick. Because they don't read a whole like, fucking does he tweet. Have it? Does he I have was like, thoughts, thoughts and prayers to Kevin Smith. They're like, oh, dude, you scared me. I was like, it's a, it's a tweet. Read the whole thing. Did they instantly put up one of those Denzel <laughs> gifts where he's like, whew, or he's relieved? Yes. Um, but here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Is it responsible? We're, we've got distance between us. More or less. And distance between him and stuff like that. So we're here to bring you some funnies and some sunnies uh, with the Hollywood Babylon way. Man, how you been, sir? I'm okay. The least we could do, I think, is try to entertain people while they're sitting at home uh, sheltering in yeah. place, as they say. It's a I Sunday love, night. I love wearing these, by the way. Isn't it fun? Yeah. I like to masturbate with them and pretend that Dr. Manhattan is jerking me off. <laughs> Just like every once in a while, look down, just look at the hand, exactly. kind of squint, so it's just the hand. You're like, yes. oh, the most powerful man in the universe. He's Give me the most me. powerful handy I've ever gotten. And That's shit. right. I'm doing well. How are you? How are you holding up? I know you don't He's have your like, runyon anymore. It's 2020. It's it's April 2020, and I'm masturbating Ralph Garman. <laughs> Stars are <laughs> crying. It's just, just the, the snapshots we see. Memories. Um, I've been good, man. I've been, uh, you know, quarantined and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I've been feeling for you. No veggie grill, no Runyon Canyon. It's like, what's Smith doing with himself? It's, uh, you know, honestly, I thought I'd be doing more writing, but like, uh, I, I do a lot of reading. Like, I wake up and I read the news. Yeah. And I keep reading the news. And before I know it, it's like two, three o'clock or something like that. Uh, the story that is gripping my imagination today is uh, the tiger in the Bronx Zoo. Yes. Diagnosed with coronavirus apparently animals can get it that scares me because like remember planet of the apes yeah sure 
Uh, remember, and this is the old one, not the new one. Right, right. So uh, what was it? Um, con was it Conquest to the Planet? Yeah, Conquest to the Planet of the Apes. We started taking the apes in as pets. Why? Because the dogs all died. And the cats. And the cats too, yeah. fucking racist <laughs> bastard. I am. Look at him. I'm specious. Tell exactly where he is, where he sits. <laughs> the fucking dogs died, and it was a tragedy. That's all I cared about. Cats could fucking burn on a tire pyre for all I care. Um, dogs and cats were killed by a germ that the astronauts brought back from space. That's right. We had no domestic pets. What if, like, suddenly the world's like, oh, my God, the animals can get it. How quickly do you think everyone's going to start turning on their pets? Oh, you know what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. You got adoption. I do. What's the name? Reggie. How quickly would you turn on Reggie if they were like, Reggie's got the Rona? Like this. Oh, and how long, many years have you had him? Uh, 12. He don't want to hear that. Poor Reggie. <laughs> he, he won't know want... what's coming. No, man. I mean, that's that's what, like, you know, I know that's like, people are like, hey, man. If we get to the point where we're starting to kill all the animals, we're way more <laughs> fucked than your feelings. <laughs> so yeah, I try to. I'm all this week. My new practice this week is to stay away from the news. I'm gonna try to stay away from the news for five days. How can you? Just because? Why not? I'm gonna bury myself in my writing. I'm gonna bury myself at the fake mall where Twilight of the Mall Rats is happening. Um, and so I'm not going to read about the news. As long as I stay inside, what's the difference? I'm going to try to Leto it. Because when your Remember head Jared Leto was just like, I just got off Nashram, man. Yeah, what's I don't going buy on? that for a minute either. I bought it. It sounds just like a Jared Leto move. <laughs> I was meditating for a month. What happened? <laughs> like, we're in hell. There's a pandemic. He's well, like, get out of here. going to happen with you. Five days you're going to be in more When you put your head up, it's just going to be smoking rubble everywhere. I, I mean, honestly, like when I look back at five days ago, it's like, it's incremental crawls to hell. So it's like, I might as well catch up five days from now. I don't need to see the play-by-play. -play. Not right now. I'm going to try for a week. Look, we got nothing but time to try and experiment things. That's true. And so I'm going to try that. All right. I'm not saying I'm ignorant. I'm denying the news. I know it's happening. I'm just going to close my blinds. and I'm going to be that little dog in the, in the meme, man, who's just like, Nothing to worry about, like with fire all around him and shit like that. But you're the guy now who jumps ahead five episodes of the show just watching previously on Corona, and then you're going to have to like, catch up just with bits and pieces of information. You won't know the whole plot. I love that. My, every time at the end of a show, I don't like the previously, but I, I love next week. Oh, preview. I love it. Yeah, stay tuned. And when I watch it, my wife is always like, why do you do that? Because it spoils everything. And I'm like, it gives me fucking something to look forward to. Yeah. And she's like, what does that mean? And I'm like, it's not a statement about you. I'm just saying, like, it, it's a fucking trailer. I look forward to it. I uh, watched uh, Homeland tonight. People could be watching Homeland instead of this. Thanks. Mm. Um, and they didn't have one at the end of the episode. And I was so, like, oh. in a first world way, like, what the, f what the fuck? Where's the preview for next week? And my wife looked at me like, you do realize what's happening outside in the world right now, right? Yeah. It's the least of your problem. She's got a point. She does. I like to do that even when I'm binge watching a show. I'll stay through the scenes, the upcomings, even though I'm going to watch that episode in about 30 seconds. No I will doubt. still watch it. Oh, it's fun, man. It gives you a little taste. Yeah, I agree. Um, so here we are, folks. Uh, you're going to get to see the sun go down on us and whatnot. Maybe you'll see us go down on each other. Who knows? No, that's not social distancing. That's true. Only, only reason we won't be going down on each other that's right. is because 
social distancing. But Less, other than that, that'd be a great way. We're to saving that for when we really can't get jobs in Hollywood. and We Truly. have to become cam boys. That's our Daffy Duck move. Like we can only do it once. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, what news, Ralph? Well, I thought we'd do a few of the old segments, even though we don't have an audience. I thought we'd talk about some stuff. Something tell is one of those segments Tinseltown stuff. Sadly, it is. Good yes. lord, yeah. There's going to be some. There's going to be some uh, some people this week. There is. Do we have a we have a jingle for that? No, no, no jingles. Well, we'll do, yeah, well, let's not tempt fate. We had a hard enough time getting on there. Can, can you see it, Josh? Josh is said, as soon as Ralph's like, yeah, jingle, Josh's like, <laughs> fucking so like, shut the fuck up, jingle. <laughs> Bear, you're lucky you're on air. I'll do the jingles. I'm happy to do them, man. Okay. What's our first department, Ralph? Uh, Tinseltown Stiffs. We're going to lead with that? Yes, get it out of the way. Oh, man. And now it's another, you know, that sounds inappropriate right about now to do the funny voice. And now it's another edition of they will be missed yeah i you thought know, well, not for nothing but i did a pretty good job a very good job <laughs> all right see I would, I would pat you on the back but i can't touch I'm an you. entertainer an entertainer so i'm like did i do good Jeez. i need to be that's give me love relevancy there's yes. what it comes down there to. you go don't forget to work your solo camera we can look right down the barrel oh, okay uh here yeah. josh give me a single Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> Dr. Manhattan coming at you. <laughs> now give Ralph a single. Tonight's news. Does that work? Now go to the two shot. We need red lights so I know where my camera is. Uh, this, uh, seriously though, this Josh was- Josh is like, fuck you, red lights. You saw, I, I almost threw this shit off the deck. Where's my tally? <laughs> uh, this was sad news and this hits close to home, Kevin. Give him a close up for you. This is important. This is important. Um, tragic news, the young actor Logan Williams, who played young Barry Allen on The Flash, Cut to a two-shot. He needs me on this. This is crazy. This crazy. poor kid. But this is not COVID-related. There is no cause of death that has been released from his family yet, so we don't know exactly what happened How old was the young man? Only 16 years old. This was a beautiful kid who played Barry Allen in the episodes of The Flash that like made me cry. Yeah. Um, his performance was so good. Uh, I, you see me crying on online about it. He was so wonderful um, in that in the show. Um, I never met him, never worked with him in in the episodes we did. Yeah, he was only in the first two seasons, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, man, oh man! But like that, his performance was so good, it made me cry. It it eventually led to me getting a job on the show because I was like online weeping about the show and yeah. stuff. Um, so young, so fucking tragic. Man. Very they tragic. They haven't said what it is. No, they haven't. But um, Grant Gustin, of course, came forward and talked about how. Which a pleasure not only he was as an actor on the set, but also his professionalism and what a kind heart he had. And everyone in that family is feeling it today. Uh, our hearts uh, go out to his family for man. sure. Yeah. Ugh. And then a, a big it, bucket of win right there. In a coronavirus related death, uh, Lee Fierro has passed away. And you may not know her name, but you certainly know her work. She is famous for her role as Mrs. Kinter in Jaws. She has that famous scene with Roy Scheider, of course, where you she knew. shows up. Yeah. You knew. <laughs> Rob was like, what did I know? <laughs> what did I know? My performance is so good, you didn't know I was performing. That was when she slaps Brody, and she's like, Chief Brody? He's like, yes. Slap her. You but knew you it was knew. dangerous. And still, you let those people go swimming. But still, my boy is dead. Yeah. Uh, Lee was a, a talented actress from Martha's Vineyard. From She... Was she's from a local that, from that community and she stayed there for years later being a local theater promoter and was a big force in local theater there in massachusetts for many years and she just passed away to today yeah how old 91 
huge bucket of wind. Yeah. But that was a COVID it was, death? It was a coronavirus-related death, yeah, sadly. Bummer. Man, I mean, talk about, like, you know, I didn't see any of her other work other than that one scene, but, like, it stuck with you for life. Oh. Shows it, you that it don't matter, like, the part. It's the performance, right? That scene grounds that film in so many ways because it puts a face on the tragedy that's happening and it stops being a monster movie and it becomes a movie about loss and death and, and responsibility. And that slap is like in a movie full of like, this woman got eaten alive and this kid got pulled under and eaten too. That slap is one of the most bracing, aggressive moments in that movie. Honestly, one of the most shocking moments in that movie. Because you're so not expecting it. And you all feel bad for Brody because you're like, it's not his fault. Like, go slap the mayor. It's the mayor. But, uh, man, what an amazing scene. That Amity needs summer dollars. We got to keep it open. We got to keep the economy going. I think that's what the mayor said. It sounded different in the movie. <laughs> no, I think that was him. <laughs> so, uh, that's it. She's that's a it. huge bucket of wind, too. 90 fucking one 91 not wow. a bad not a bad run overall no, a huge great run still with an incredibly memorable like performance one time knocked out the park yeah like you know what i'm saying it wasn't like oh man she had a lifetime to do it her one moment in the sun was shine so bright we still talk about it today that's what people are going to say about me when i go ted underhill in Jay and Silent Bob reboot, they're going to keep playing that clip over and over again. First, they'll be like, he was 91 when he died? <laughs> After all that, Jack Daniels? Are you sure? Like, yeah, he was pickled right yeah, up till 91. Exactly. Uh, Alcohol then, kills then, viruses. Then they'll say. Then they'll say. Oh, he was that boy in oh. reboot. <laughs> that he was boy. Ted Underhill. <laughs> so that's uh, it. Well, we'll miss her. They will be missed. Yeah. That's it? That's it. No, what about the lead singer for Fountains of Wine? Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't know we were going to go that far back, but Adam Schlesinger, of course, a hugely talented, not just the front man for Fountains of Wayne, from your home state of Jersey, of course. But... I think he was from New York, though. Oh, really? I think he was, if I remember correctly. Oh, I thought uh, he but was. But Fountains of Wayne is a store in Wayne, New Jersey, and that's where the band got their name from. But I, I from the way I understand, I thought he was from New York, but I could be wrong. Maybe he is from New Jersey. Regardless, hugely talented uh, musician, singer, he, songwriter. Aside from Fountains of Wayne, he, he was also the songwriter on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Did a lot of work with Rachel Bloom's show, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. He won awards, right? He was Oscar nominated for uh, That Thing You Do, the song he wrote for the Tom Hanks Are you film. shitting me? That was his song? He wrote Doing that. Doing That Thing You Do. That was poppy and catchy. Yeah. Did he have anything to do with Josie and the Pussycats? Yes, he wrote music for them as well. So he wrote that opening song, I'm a prom, 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 mm -hmm. queen. And uh, recently yeah, he produced the uh, Monkees Comeback album as well called Good Times. He did all the uh, pr production on that as well. Really? Yeah. Man, I, I had no idea that he was that spread out, that 50, 52 years old. And incredibly young. Yes, incredibly young. Um, incredibly talented, too. Oh, my God. And this is also It was corona? coronavirus, yes. So it's happening, people. So stay the fuck at home and, and don't touch anyone and don't go anywhere until we get a handle on this thing, I guess is the message. It says the hypocrite went out. And well, I have to come to you. <laughs> And I figured you're safe. You don't go anywhere. You just sit in that office and smoke weed all day. I'm so. just happy to How know How dangerous that can you be? I'm considered essential. <laughs> Me, the liquor stores, the weed stores, I'm, I'm essential in Ralph's Speaking life. of liquor. Yeah. You alcohol. liquor, Ralph. You brought her. <laughs> alcohol sales have gone through the roof. Did you see this in the news? I mean, that makes absolute sense. Oh, just me alone, I think. Me alone. I was able to double alcohol sales recently but they said uh, overall in the united states in general alcohol sales have gone up about 70 percent people are just loading up on booze 
My brother sent me a photo yesterday. A photo. <laughs> Did he you send know, he you a developed photo? it in a laboratory, hung it on with pins and shit. Did he go by the photo mat and pick up an envelope? Pony Express delivered it. My brother texted me a picture yesterday of uh, my mother uh, sitting in a lawn chair in his backyard, and his they're, they're on a my mom and my brother share a house, and uh, they are uh, on a small body of water, a little lake water feature kind of lakey thing. Right. <laughs> so my mom is sitting in this laid out deck chair with two Seagram's wine coolers and in her and double fisting Seagram's. And my brother just writes, "Happy hour." <laughs> <laughs> She's 73, 74. Seagram's She's fucking wine trapped coolers. in the house. Was the picture from 1987? <laughs> she was. Bruce Willis was there. <laughs> and he was singing the jingle with her. He's like, Seagram's golden wine cooler. Because of the outbreak, I can't do my proper Bruce Willis impression by touching my face. I know. You're not supposed to. Um, look up those commercials on YouTube, kids. That's an accurate that, fucking portrayal. That uh, that existed. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, a lot of wine coolers. Are you drinking? You don't look like you're drinking because you look like you're wasting away. Stand up. I never do this to ladies, but stand up, lady. Well, I'm, I'm wearing a bulky sweatshirt here. Well, you don't have to fucking brag. He has lost so much weight. He's so fit and fucking trim, man. Um, I, I mean, you're not whatever you're doing with the booze, what, are you just pouring it down the fucking drain? <laughs> no, no, the booze has stayed. It's the food that's gone. You got rid of the I've food. I've stopped eating. You're drinking liquid I'm diet. just drinking now. That's yes. smart. You lose a lot of weight that way. Yeah. And uh, once you're drunk, you really don't care about being hungry, I found out. It just doesn't, <laughs> yeah. just nothing matters. I smoked my hunger away. Yes, you did. Um, so wait a second. So is that what you do all day? You sit around? Oh uh, well, no. I work on a show called The Ralph Report every day, Monday through Friday, and so that takes up the better part of my day. And I've said this for a while. I have been training for this very situation for about two years now because I work out of my home and I work all day in my home and I don't go anywhere, which is pretty much the same thing I'm doing now. So it's true. And I, having come off the road after a long time touring Jane Silent Bob reboot, now on Amazon Prime to watch for free. I'm I'm content to stay in the house. I'm not one of these people who's like, let me out of here and stuff. Um, I'm fine to sit home. Especially the more I read, I'm like, no, I'm good. I just want to seal myself in. Let me get some tape and seal every nook and cranny of the house. Are you more or less concerned now than you were when this first broke? More. More? Yeah. I I'm, I'm certainly didn't minimalize it in the beginning, but like I was always like, oh, I just went on tour and I didn't get sick and I touched a bunch of people and blah, blah, blah. Um, but you know, the more you read about like people who pass it on and stuff, like, I'm like, Oh my God, like I could have been that person and stuff. Now, like now we know more, although every day, that's why I really want to skip five days of news. Yeah. I mean, in a world where it's like, this is what life's going to be for the next month. At least I think I could skip five days of news because every day it's this incremental kind of push toward paranoia and hell. And I just, I don't think that's good for to be i mean i'm not saying it's not good to be you know up to date but like i'm pretty up to date like and, and i'm sure my wife will tell me if something beyond the pale happens but I, it, the more i spend reading the news you know it's like anything it just and and i read google news every morning from top to bottom so i've watched the news become nothing but yeah covid stories yeah in every department it's just all COVID. And the more you sit there and ingest it, the more one could feel defeated, the more one could feel depressed, scared, paranoid. Like I, I haven't done it myself, but I understand people who are like, I got to buy a gun. Like nobody knows what the future is. Yeah. So 
I, I, I think it's, it'd be good to put that aside for five days and just go make up stuff, make pretend and whatnot. I found that the, the disturbing part for me is, and I know these things happen retroactively, but the more we seem to be doing, the more gloves we put on, the more masks we put on, the more we stay away from each other, the numbers keep climbing. It doesn't seem like it's having an immediate effect on what's happening, and that's mm-hmm. what makes me feel insecure and rattled by the fact that I don't know when that's going to turn. When is that, when is that curve going to flatten, as they keep referring to? Yeah. That's the concern. I read an article that said like that San Francisco did very well and Los Angeles is doing well at social distancing um and they're saying that the curve is coming down but like every story that i've read in the last two days is like this next two weeks is is the spike here yeah like now we're gonna see what new york saw yeah um and hopefully all this spreading out and staying in tampers tempers that a little bit um and that's what we're here for, ladies and gentlemen. Make you feel scared. I'm, let's talk about something superhero-y and not... C- like Batman's Batmobile. <laughs> clearly towing around the hills. He's coming by. Yeah, he's on his way. Uh, we didn't talk about the Batmobile, by the way, because you were on tour, I think, when those pictures broke. How cool does that look? The new the Batman new one. Batmobile. And the Batcycle. Yes. I'm all for it. I am, man. too. It looked like uh, like I've seen a drawing online that somebody did of like, Batman if they did it in the 50s and the car kind of looked like that and stuff. It is very cool. I, I have no objections to anything I've seen from the Batman so far. It Me too. very cool. And everything I keep hearing is it sounds like it's the long Halloween. Yeah, that's what I hear too. Um, Ant-Man 3 just got its writer. They just signed a writer to work on the script for that. Uh, Peyton Reed. Do you know Peyton at all? Um, Peyton's not the writer. He's the director. I know. But I, know. I don't know him. You know him, right? Yeah, I know Peyton a little bit, and he is such a great guy. He'll be back to direct, but yeah. the writer is Jeff Lovinness from Rick and Morty. Is that, what is it? Lovinness. Lovinness. What a great name. Lovinness. You loving it? I'm Lovinness. Jeff Lovinness. Is that, had to, that had to. He's a writer. That had to have happened to him. Like, that must be the oldest joke in his life. Yeah. You loving it? I'm loving this. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Um, yeah. yeah, I saw that. He's going to write uh, Ant-Man, Ant-Man 3. 3. Yes. But I also read that Paul Rudd had done a draft of Ant-Man 3. Oh, really? Yes. And the villain in his draft, reportedly, was Modoc. Wow. Yes. Um, and then I've read that uh, and again, these are all things you just read online. So you know, tomorrow is going to say Kevin Smith says the villain in Ant Man Three is Modoc. I believe I read an article that said the information I just conveyed came from 4chan. So take that as you will. But they uh, also said that they're setting up the Young Avengers in Ant Man Three hmm. because of uh, Scott Lang's daughter is now older because of oh, the Endgame. So she's Cassie. Uh, yeah, Cassie's old enough to be was it Stature? Is her character? Yeah. Name? And then uh, Hawkeye's daughter, you know, was it's coming out of the series, right? And yes, and she's also gonna. Would she be older? No, she went away with the snap. So, but still, so they're setting up what could be Young Avengers, you know, the fucking kid versions across the board, so, right? Which is exciting. Yes. Um. Yeah. That's a uh, Marvel movies announced a bunch of delays. Well, yeah, everything's pushed back. They uh, what is it? Black uh, Widow, Widow is now going to be November. Now. November. And then the Eternals is going to be February, from what I heard. Yes. And then the year after, 2022, um, it's going to be back-to-back Captain Marvel 2, Black Panther 2. 
So and they've got another Thor in the, in the mix there too. Yeah, yeah. That's I think the end of 2022 or something like that. So yeah, they were very kind to be like, "This is something to look forward to." But I guess they had to because they were moving dates and stuff. So many people were like, "Put Black Widow on Disney Plus," and they're like, "Yeah, right." Daddy's got to eat. Yeah, they're like, "Are you kidding me?" But they did. They are chucking Artemis Fowl onto Disney. I Plus. saw that. I think that's a smart move. Like, right now in the world we live in, let's say they lifted this, and they're like, "All right, go back to your normal lives and shit." It would take a Marvel event movie to pack the theaters. Yeah. Will it anyone would take, feel comfortable sitting in a group of people like that for a while? And like, if they do, if they're like, I'll chance it, it's going to be for like, oh, I love them Marvel movies. I can't imagine people are like, I'll risk life and limb for Artemis fucking foul. <laughs> and so, and then they got to, then they got to figure out the, you know, it takes millions of dollars to sell that movie. Yeah, like for 30, sure. $40 million to open that movie and stuff. And they'll spend, who knows what they spent making it plus what they'd spend marketing it. Like you're easily looking at over a hundred million dollars that right now in this atmosphere, in this climate, well with movie theaters closed, but even if they had opened them up, I can't imagine like Onward didn't do that well. Right. And that's Pixar. So I, I think it seems like a good decision, man, where they could just kind of write it off and be like, look, it's a lost leader for, for Disney plus it shows the audience that like, we're hitting them with like quality. It's not just Mandalorian brand new series. Now here's a brand new movie that was going to skip the theaters and stuff like mm -hmm. that. For that movie, I think it makes sense for Artemis Fowl. If it's true, if it's going to Disney plus that makes sense. It makes sense to hold on to black widow. Like, you know, they're, they're working on Marvel shows for Disney plus. Yes. They're not, you know, the moment they start going like, Hey, maybe it's all the same. New movie. Yeah. Then, then you don't, that's like, you know, you hold the audience in your hand. Listen to me as if I've ever done that. You hold the audience in your hand as Thomas, I'll paraphrase Thomas Moore, like you're holding, you know, a handful of water. And if you open your fingers just a little bit, you can't hope to get that back again. So I think it's smart for them to like be like, no, Black Widow is a cinematic event. And we'll wait, even if it takes two fucking years, we'll wait because they got to keep those as movies and, and that audience will always be there for them it's like st the star wars franchise you can go years in between those event movies and people sometimes will show up more because they've been deprived so you're not going to lose that crowd if you if you hold on to that stuff agreed absolutely agreed um so yeah it's uh, i think it's smart that they're that they're crying foul and they're going to put it on the <laughs> crying foul. thank you thank you yeah it's cold as balls out here, by yeah, the way. Yeah, even though we're in California, well, the sun has gone down, uh, but it gets chilly in the Hollywood Hills. That's why I'm wearing, I went old school. I know. I haven't worn a jersey in a long-ass time. This Ghost is the, of Babel Pass. This is the extra-large jersey that I wore in the movie, Jay and Silent Bob. And that's a smaller size than, than you I wore ever back in wear. the day. I used to wear 3XLs. So, yeah. uh, yes, I'm still kind of swimming in it and stuff, but it's the warm the only warm garment I had. I My hoodie is in the wash because I went walking today. This is the second coldest I've ever been working with Kevin Smith. First one? I don't know if you remember how cold it was on the set of Tusk in North Carolina at yeah, night. it was. Boy, we were shooting in, I don't know, that, that building that had no heat, and it was brutally cold during that shoot. It was. I just remember huddling up with Haley Joel Usman and Jenny, and we were just all huddled side by side trying to get body warmth. It, it was, was a, um, and we were indoors. I know. It, it wasn't was even like we were outside, but it was it was cold in that office. It's so strange that you couldn't see your breath. Like how you should have, given yeah. that temperature. Yes. 
Um, yeah, this is this is warmer than that, but it's gonna yes. get colder. The idea of doing it out here was like, oh, they'll see the sunset behind us, and then Josh was like, you got any lights? And I'm like, oh shit, I guess we know when the show's over, <laughs> when they can't see us anymore. When God turns out the lights, the show's over. Plus, we, this is better because we're in the fresh air. We're not around surfaces and stuff, so yeah. it's just more conscientious. We're glovey and shit. We're not wearing masks, but that's why I keep trying to direct it that way and stuff. Yeah. Um, Josh, how is the? What are people saying? Uh, some third buddy said the uh, looks like the Invisible Man is turning up. I like that. Uh, people are liking it, saying let's get a monitor and turn our phone up and watch fair enough josh reports that you're reporting things are going smoothly what else we got ralph um you want to do a little bieber news should we do some justin bieber news? justin bieber nobody fucking needs ya you want to know why, why? I'll, I'll tell you why because you're a little cunt there it is that's right that's the theme song. it's not all bad news when it comes to the coronavirus justin bieber has announced he is canceling the rest of his tour he is no longer going to be on the road because of the coronavirus crisis. I mean, where where was he going to be on the road? Well, he had 45 dates, apparently, stadium and arena dates that were supposed to kick off, and they were going to push it back and delay that tour. Oh, now he's but just But he's just going to shit can it. Yeah. It's probably smart. So we have all dodged that bullet, at least. We don't, have, we, have to, we don't have to live through that disaster. When will I get my refund on my tickets, Ralph? Because I bought Skybox seats. Did you? I didn't realize. Oh, yeah. I was like, I want you to bring in Wang's. <laughs> And fucking booze, because I'm going to get my Bieber on in a booth, in a box. Well, I'm sure if you talk to your uh, your ticket broker, you could probably get a refund. I'm like this with the people at the Staples Center, man. They know I love the Biebs. I'm a believer. Um, will those people get their money back who pre-bought tickets? Uh, that's an excellent question. Um, Some places like South by Southwest was like, sorry. Actually, he's saying to fans, hold on to your tickets. And then someday when they reschedule all those dates... You can cash them in. AKA, I'm keeping your money. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and we'll deal with the tickets some point later I'm on. I'm sure I'll perform again someday. He's and saying. you know you know how easy it's going to be to use those old tickets for the new event? Piece of cake. Now, I'm sure it'll be flawless. Absolutely. Um, wow, man. Yeah, well, look. There, but for the grace of God, go I. I just got off the road. I don't know if you know this. I don't know if I mentioned it yet. What? But You're I just on the got road? off the road from doing Jane Sound Bob Reba Roadshow Tour. And um, had that, you know, had the coronavirus, like, killed that, that would have financially, like, hurt us in a bad way and stuff. So I got lucky, like, in as much as we just missed that window. You could have put that movie on Smith Plus, your new streaming service. That's my brand new streaming service, man. It's, it only costs $3 a month. <laughs> <laughs> um, you go to YouTube slash, YouTube.com slash Kevin Smith, pay me $3, and just watch whatever you want right there. <laughs> What a deal. <laughs> what else you got? That's it for news. Really? Yeah. Other than that, it's just coronavirus, coronavirus, coronavirus. And I didn't want to just, you know, it's funny because I do a daily show with the Ralph Report and I try to, to talk about something else. Yeah. And yet still you find yourself circling back that whether it's concert news or movie news or television news, it all somehow revolves around what Hollywood is doing in, re in respect to the response to the coronavirus. Um, you watching anything? You know what I am watching is The Good Place. Oh, finally? Yes. I never saw an episode of that when it was Way running. to fucking catch up, bro. Well, and I heard it was great. I've I was never like, seen it. Have you never? <laughs> I've not. So, I, And I was like that too. I, was like, I heard people say it was good. I was like, eh, it's just. Uh, I hear it's fantastic. So I said, 
I got nothing but time. Netflix had it, and I said, I'll start, and I'll just see. And it's amazing. I love that damn show. Ted Danson's a goddamn national treasure. I'll be honest with you. I, I watched the end already. <laughs> you watched the end? So I saw some tweet from somebody that was like, that was one of the most beautiful fucking things I ever saw. So I was like, I'm going to watch it. And it was beautiful. What's the point of that? Why wouldn't you go back and start the show? I learned the, the lesson. She was sitting there with that the one guy. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I can't touch my ears. It was it was awesome. So it did make me go. And also, do they do a thing where you hear the, the, the screen direction? The screen direction? Yeah, like the scene I watched, you could hear somebody going like, he looks out at the sea. And he turns to her and as somebody as if somebody was reading the screen direction of the script. Well, that must tie into the the right, afterlife so it wasn't a device for the no, whole show. No, no, it wasn't. I was digging it because I was like, "That's the show. I want to go no, back and watch the show." No, it's not. But now I know it's the end. Now well, I, I know mean, that's going to happen. It's, I didn't fucking spoil anything. It's just a device they use. But it made me go like, "That's cool. Somebody should do that all the time." Like, I wonder if maybe they started in season. What are you up to? I'm in the beginning of season two now. Maybe they started in season three for all you. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, so I've been watching that a ton. Of course, Tiger King. I, I keep reintroducing that to people. Like, my wife, soon to be ex, hasn't seen it yet. So I sat her down and I rewatched it with her. And then I was remotely watching it with a friend of mine. So I've seen it like three times. Now. Didn't it remind you of like high school or, or grade school when you could be like, Here's Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You gotta watch this. Yes. Like, but this is a world where it's like you try to pass on Tiger King and like I fucking heard of it, bro. Yeah, everyone's talking about it, dummy. Yeah, they're like fucking you that and cool. baby Yoda, motherfucker. You like, welcome cool. to the party. Um, but it's good, right? Uh, it is I put up a tweet the other day where I'm like, look, I ain't trying to put anybody off their art, any artist do it by all means, but it's gonna be really fucking hard to cast that and nope. shoot a fictional version of it. That is as compelling and fascinating as the real thing because all Can't those happen. people are like living cartoon characters. Can't happen. It looks like it, it took place in Springfield. Yes. I don't care who you cast in. I don't care who writes or directs it. It will be a, a charming homage to that show. It'll but be like watching a cover band, like a, a band do a covered version of a song. Yes. But it, it is so beyond compelling. I've, I heard that they're putting up a new episode. That news Jeff Lowe said that? came about from Jeff Lowe, who was doing a cameo video for one of the L.A. Dodgers. And in his message to him, he mentioned, oh, if you like the show, we're going to have another episode next week. We're shooting it uh, tomorrow or whatever. So I'm guessing it's going to be sort of a where are they now catch up. Catch up kind of thing. Yeah, so exactly. I know Netflix put up a tweet with some footage of uh, Joe Exotic talking to them from jail. So that must be where it's going to be. I'm guessing. Um, so look for that if you've been watching Tiger King. What else you've been watching? Um, a lot of movies, just like old movies too. I like com I'm like hungry for comfort food, so I broke out Butch Casting the Sundance Kid the other day, and I just some of my old favorite films that make me feel of a time where I wasn't scared for my life. So I watched uh, um, The Freshman. Oh, another great old Brando movie. and and uh, Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Broderick. And Bruno Penny, Kirby. Bruno Kirby, who's amazing in the movie. And Penny Ann Miller, who for like a, a good block of time was in every fucking movie. Yes. Uh, I just she, watched The Shadow the other day. She's in that? Yeah. Of course. She's wonderful. She's really good. She's in Carlito's way. Uh, but she's really great in in, uh, in that flick. I forgot she was in it. She plays Carmine Sabatini's daughter. Yeah. Um, that was a real fun watch, particularly because there's Brando essentially doing The Godfather again. Yep. Like an updated version of The Godfather. Um, directed by 
I want to say Dave. Nope. Andrew Bergman. Oh, that's right. Who directed? In-laws. No. No. Who am I thinking of? Don't know. <laughs> uh, but Andrew Bergman directed, amongst other things, Scent of a Woman. No way. Midnight Run. No, you're thinking of Marty Bregman. My bad. <laughs> Did you see me like, no? Did you see me director explain to Ralph, the wrong director? Which one's Andy Bird? You're right. That's no. Really? Who directed Gili? Oh, I don't know that. I don't know the answer. It was to the that. same guy that directed Midnight Run. Uh, Martin Brest? Is it Brest, maybe I'm thinking of? Martin Brest? That's right. So who is it? Josh, who fucks Andrew Bergman? He was a writer who did worked. Did he do Soap Dish as well? I don't know if he, I don't know how many films he directed. He was a screenwriter for a long time and worked alongside with Woody Allen a ton. No, you're thinking of Marshall Brickman. <laughs> Boy, we're way the fuck. Welcome to Hollywood Babylon. We're in Hollywood. We don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. This is like who's on first. I'm telling you, Andrew Bergman, who did The Freshman, I was confusing him with Marty Brest. I think you're right. But he directed, I think he directed Soap Dish as well. Dr. Josh Roush is working on it right now. He's but furiously, uh, Googling. Strip tease with Demi Moore. Interesting. Yes, that's right. Honeymoon what? in Vegas. Oh, is that Kapa Ah Ah or Kapa Ah 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 Ah? Nick Cage. Thank you. What else he do? The Freshman. He did a rewrite on Soap. Okay, there you go. Uh, but I did confuse him with Marty Brest entirely. Who you confused with Marty, Marty Brightman? <laughs> We're the worst. <laughs> We're a little rusty. That's why you come to us for your entertainment news. That's like, right. Oh, those are the guys that approximate who fucking directed Man, what. The two and Martys. One of them, isn't two... one of them a professional director, supposedly? <laughs> I just put up a fucking hash on something today where I was like, fan first, filmmaker second. And I can't even fucking claim that where I'm like, oh, I love this guy. Andrew, Andrew all his work. He do... <laughs> and I was building dramatically... To, you know, and he did Chile. How about that? And fucking, I was completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Yeah, that sucked. Not man. good for anyone. Anyway, the freshman was a fun fucking watch. Yes, I rewatched Should've Fast Times at Regimon High. Holds up, really, unbelievably well. His Spicoli performance, Mister Hand, everything really holds up. Like, there's the first time sex scene with her in the dugout and shit. I was never a teenage girl, but like felt authentic even at this age and mm. shit all of it and then i watched uh this documentary series that i was interviewed for um about cult films it's three parts like two hours each part and one of them is like like late night fucking movies like eraserhead uh classic comedies like fast times and uh clerks is one of them and then there was another category like horror films and stuff so as i watched the doc and it's great and they talked to a lot of people i was interviewed but they talked to amy Heckerling, who directed Fast Times. Right. And she talked about Sean, uh, Sean Penn, and she's like, I owe my entire career to that kid. Like, once I cast him, that was it. That was, and you remember, like, in my mind, Fast Times at Ridgemont High was fucking huge. I, I felt the same way. Apparently, it was not. Really? Apparently, the studio did had no confidence in it, and they released it out here in Los Angeles on, like, a couple screens regionally like because they thought it would never play across the country and so it played here for a bit and then it opened but there was no support for it and so all that like oh my god fast times came from home video 
came oh. from like watching it on cable and shit, not from the theatrical run. In my mind, it was so like, my memory of seeing it in the theater was false. Then no, you probably did, but it wasn't like oh, it was packed. It wasn't Animal House. Like yeah. Animal House was hundred million dollar grocer. Apparently, right. Fast Times was not, and I was so surprised to to hear that. So it made me want to go back and watch the movie, and uh it just fucking works, man. A classic is a classic, and it's been a long time since I revisited it, and it was pretty compelling. Cameron Crowe, yeah, early Cameron Crowe, yeah, when he was fucking. I'm a kid in high school, and he was in his twenties genius um what else have i watched you know what i watched this week before go. you get to your go um have you ever seen a movie called the idol maker yes years with, ago when i was a child with, on when we first got store cable with ray sharkey yeah. and tova felshud yes. the, the thinly veiled story of the guy from philadelphia who found uh, frankie avalon and fabian and all those teen idols from the 50s yes i rewatched that this past week and boy does that hold up too that's an enormously fun film you're digging deep huh yeah you're like i just want to go back to when things were better i did it's all 70s. comfort food stuff for me it's it really just old, old school um i saw the first two animatics for our, our netflix masters of the universe series um animatic is the raw you know animation black and white this is what it'll look like in, in its rawest form but it has the actual audio from the actors and actresses uh, it has like a temp score. It has temp sound effects and stuff like that. It is tremendous, man. They did such a great job. There's a gigantic fuck off battle in episode one. And it it's it is if if you're a Masters of the Universe fan and right now you're thinking, ooh, this is my version of a dream fuck off battle in out on Eternia, it is that plus more. Like these kids knocked it out the fucking park. I wrote that script. So I know what I wrote, and I was like, all right, this will do. They fucking took it and elevated it. It, it. The battle sequence looks fucking astounding. And it's got every character. Oh, it's so good. So episodes one and two, the animatics look fantastic, man. Uh, next animatic, I think I'm seeing another draft of animatic number two. And then three will come in soon, man. But like, you know, the show's a year away, right? Don't It won't be done or out until probably early 2021. Right. But it's going to be worth it, man. Like, I almost want to back the fuck away from the project right now so as to not fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so fucking, like, it's in the hands of talented people. But I've been watching the animatics and writing additional dialogue. Sometimes once you get into, like, the fight and stuff like that, like, we would write about the fight, but we wouldn't write dialogue in the middle of the fight. Like, ha-ha, I got you now, Skeletor and shit like that. Right. So as you watch it, you're like, oh, you could definitely put in some dialogue, like, over this person's shoulder and stuff like that just to keep the chatter alive throughout it. But the powerhouse kids have done fucking amazing, man. Like it, I, I I'm telling you, I'm delighted. It's one of the things where I was like, I, I wasn't expecting it. And I was like, I checked my email and I rarely check email. And they were like, here's animatics. And I've been looking at them along the way, but then I checked out of them and stuff. Cause I was like, I'm not an animation person. I can't give notes on this. I checked back in and it's fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm so, fucking thrilled i wish i could like fuck it, it was so good i instantly just wanted to be like i'm gonna tweet this but i'd be fired and yes. fucking sued instantly but it's so fucking can't wait to share it does that whet your appetite to do more animation the Oddly process enough, itself no because it makes me go like i'm the other guy where i'm like that went so well let's never do that again you know what i'm saying like yeah. we only have one kid um it's not from lack of trying but at the same time we were always like this one worked out so well like all right, let's not Don't hedge our fate. bets. Same thing here where I'm like, man, this was fantastic. Like, I don't know if I want to hedge my bets because what if I'm like, it'll always be like that. And then I go do it with somebody else and it's not that at all and stuff. I mean, it wasn't the experience, unfortunately, 
with Howard the Duck. Yeah. Like, you know, but to be fair, I wasn't like knee deep in Howard the Duck. Um, that was Dave and, and the crew of writers. My heart goes out to them, but, uh, you know. What about with your own IP, though? I mean, after having done Clerks animated, would you do that with other characters or other worlds? Would you do a animated Mallrats? Would you do a, Would you do further adventures of the Bratsies? Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, somebody sniffing around for a job. No, I'm just um, saying those 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 characters, especially like Yoga Hoser, for example, totally, practically was a cartoon. It was uh, you know a live action one. I never could do thought that about that, that, but you're absolutely right. We totally could, man. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's what should happen to Yoga Hoser. Should have been a cartoon. <laughs> should have been animated. Man, what a good idea. I'm gonna bring that up to Netflix and be like, Hey, man, what about a Yoga Hoser cartoon? They'll be like, uh, Come on, dude, that didn't work once. I'm like, I know, but never say die. It's a good idea. You can be a producer, Ralph. One of these days. From podcaster to producer. Yes. Um, the Ralph Report, ladies and gentlemen. Give them your address. Uh, just go to theralphreport.com and you get all the information. But it's on patreon.com. So if, you go, if you're go, if you already on Patreon, if you go patreon.com slash theralphreport, Monday through Friday, we give you an hours of uh, morning show each and every day. Me and my uh, uh, vice host, Mr. Eddie Pence, who sits in, along with other guests and craziness and good times. So all are welcome. And on uh, 420, uh, Focus Features asked me to host a Mallrats viewing party. Oh, how awesome. Online, yeah. So uh, I'll, there'll be details about it somewhere, but I'll be sitting there answering your questions and stuff like that. Mark your calendars, 420. A day to get stoned, or if you're like me, a day. <laughs> uh, you can hear that plane. That's, That's my ride. The sign. That's my <laughs> ride. Ralph's got to go. The Ralph Jet's here. The Garmy Jet's <laughs> here. Uh, uh, and they're picking them up. They're going to drop a rope ladder. It's very thrilling to watch, but you don't want to see. <laughs> you don't it. want to see that. Um, thanks for hanging out with us, ladies and gentlemen. Like, look, and that we still got light. We were worried about losing the light and shit like that, but uh, it's time to say goodbye. Kevin. I guess I, I was thinking, like, do we? Yeah, we, we do. My balls are cold. There you go. I should have worn underwear. I, I was waiting for you to to what? I should have worn underwear. Do you not wear? Are you a commando guy? Usually I'm a commando guy. At all times? Most times, yes. Your shit don't rub on your zipper? No. What, you got one of the rich man non-zippers on the inside? Got lace and shit? Yeah. I have lace pants. Cadbury, would you please sew some lace into my zippers so my dick won't chafe? I refuse to wear underpants. I need a glands protector. <laughs> no, it's um, uh, velvet. All velvet inside my pants. This is the best piece of advice you could walk away from this with this show, ladies and gentlemen. Protect your glands. <laughs> That's right. Wash your glands <laughs> and your hands. Yes. It's a dirty One's world. One's more fun than the other. That's right. Um, when you wash your hands, sing happy birthday twice. When you wash your glands, <laughs> sing whatever you need to sing until you Inagata de Vida. <laughs> and then when you bust a nut, you're done. Then wash your hands for two happy birthdays. <laughs> uh, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Have you had a good time this evening? Yeah. <sighs> I can't thank you enough for being here, man. Uh, but there is no show without the guy who normally sits to my left, but for some reason <laughs> is sitting to my right, Mr. Ralph Fucking Garmin, ladies and gentlemen. And let's hear it from my babble brother, Mr. Kevin Smith. And give it up for the ghost, the invisible man who's been with us the whole time right here, man, the six feet apart guy. And that's Hollywood Babylon for this week. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garmin. Babble the fuck off. Good night from Hollywood.
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at smodcast.com.